Hello. Hello, Abs. How are you doing? All right, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Here's uh, Gary. Hi. Hey, you all right, Abby? Yeah, thanks for thank fi- Frank, thank, yeah, thanks for finally letting me in, Sean. I was only sorry, sorry. We're, we're chatting injuries. Just oh, yeah. uh, modern technology. Don't get me involved with them. Yeah, Gary's mm-hmm. the most injured person you've ever met. <laughs> well, uh, we've just set up the girls' academy. Obviously, you were coming to the open day when it when it was originally. It was like the Saturday before lockdown, wasn't it? The first yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, the girls are starting and doing really well. So we, during this lockdown, we've we've kind of spoke to different. Um, footballers and how they got to where they've got to um, and really interested in getting the girls' side of things um, because when I what I remember from us growing up I can't I, I can't remember I'm trying to wrap my brains did you play for a boys' team? Yeah, I played for B-Dale B-Dale, right so you're from Leyburn, aren't you? Is it Leyburn? Well, yeah, yeah, just say Leyburn, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Near enough yeah, because all, all I remember is like when me you, and Sam used to go to all footy camps in summer. Yeah. Like that was when we were like young, young. Yeah. And then and then Sam played for Beedale and then our mum was like, well, do you want to go? So I just went to like the training, like when he went, because it was the same age, different age groups on the same night. Right. Right. Cool. So there was, was there no girls teams around then? No, basically I played um, I played for Beedale until I was 11. And then because yeah. there was no girls footy teams obviously around Richmondshire, Hamilton or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then and then when I got to 11, you weren't allowed to play with boys uh, anymore after yeah. that. But yeah. now you can play with boys. So you're like, is it 14, 15? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, I, I remember the same. Um, there was a lassie now with what's field team who Lucy Knowles. I think she could play till that age and then she had to go on to like Blackburn or something. She had to basically yeah. find um, the girls' team. So who did you go to at 11? Where did you go? Well, I, you to... I then got picked up by um, like Sunderland Centre of Excellence just by going to those uh, like summer camps. I think it was it. I used to always go at Easter and summer. Yeah. And then uh, there was a man there called Ian Dipper and he was actually in charge of like the girls' centre of excellence. So he invited me for a trial and then went from there. Right. Interesting. Imagine when you think about when you look at look at look at our girls now, um, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, they've yeah. all got they've all got grassroots teams now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's just amazing how far the grassroots, especially for the girls, has come on. Because um, my girlfriend Stacey plays for Preston, and the, and she, it was a similar story to what you were saying then, Abby, about yeah. playing to a certain age, and then kind of stopping. Because yeah. there was nothing locally for her to play in. Yeah, there's. Well, I know. I know now they do have like local leagues. Yeah. Um, like around the Dales and like Beedale, North Allerton way. Yeah. But yeah. You literally couldn't do anything else. It was either go play somewhere else or, or stop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's unthinkable, really, especially nowadays. Was how big the how big the women's games got. Yeah. In terms of you know, I think like the national team has kind of brought everything forward, hasn't it? In in terms of like investing in that grassroots side of it. I mean, you might tell me something different, but I, I think, you know, with a national team doing as well as what they're doing, or, you know, it's certainly brought it forward a bit more. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I, think over, I think over probably the last five years, even since I've been playing, it's just grown massively. And then obviously mm. the women team doing well at like the Olympics and doing well at the World Cups and the Euros, it's, it's obviously got more girls interested in sport. 
um, and especially football. And it's at, at, they can see people on TV and they're like, oh, well, I could actually do that one day. Like, it's not just like my brother or my dad or like yeah. my cousin like, who can play. Like, I could actually do that. Yeah. I remember when but we it's went a, It's that. a career now as well, isn't it? Say again? It's a career. It's a career, isn't yeah. it? You know, right? It's like the investment in it, and you know, you look. I, I know, well, I don't know her personally, but my friend married Steph Houghton, and I know that she, you know, she trains full time. She's with England, obviously, yeah. whatever. And it's now a career. It's not just something that runs alongside a job, or you know, is part time, or something along them lines. But it's, it is for some people. <laughs> well, yeah, for some people. I'm, yeah. You know what I mean? But I'm saying, if you're yeah. fortunate enough to get all the way, like you said, like you, you don't know earlier on in your career if you had them opportunities like the girls have got now yeah it might have been your career do you know what I mean it's just I suppose it's a little bit about timing as well I suppose isn't yeah it? I th- yeah I think I think if I was 10 years younger you'd have a decent career out of it for a good 10 years yeah but yeah. it's the, the next generation that they're trying to bring through and like yes if you're 17 18 you could you can have a like decent career like with it where when I was coming through like playing at Sunderland in what was the Premiership, and then when obviously the Super League took it over, and um, that's when it obviously became more uh, more professional. But there were still certain teams in that division that were uh, some were fully professional, some were half and half, and some were just like semi-pro. And um, so to start with, at Sunderland we were just semi-professional. So I was still at uni, but also playing. And then as time went on, a few of the team, a few a few of the team became professional. Um, but I still had a career in teaching, so I didn't really want to leave that. Yeah. Um, just in case. And that's still the case now, isn't it? You, you, you kind of stayed in a teaching role all the way through your football career, aren't you? Yeah. So when I was at when I was at Sunderland, like half of the team were full time and half were part time, but we were only part time because uh, we were pretty much all in like, well, all teachers, and we obviously had a very good wage, and we didn't want to then dip down into what was an offer at that time um, for like football wage. Um, and then obviously we could do both, which was great. Um, and then when I decided I wanted to be like fully professional for the for the year, that's obviously when I went to the team in Holland. Yeah. 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 It did. It, it, yeah. It's, do you remember we had the meeting with the um, Westland FA, Tomo? And I think... This was maybe a year and a half ago. There was more in our area of Westland. There's more girls signed on than there was boys, wasn't there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, it was. We got we got we kind of got approached, didn't we? I think we got obviously when we first started, we never we never stipulated it was just for it was just the boys' academy. Yeah, a handful of girls that come along, um, and the, and to be fair, they were they were they were, they were good, really, really yeah. good. And then it kind of, it kind of dwindled away a little bit because I thought because of their own, the only girl in that age group or whatever, um, it kind of stopped and that kind of brought it more to our attention about, you know, about starting up the girls side of it. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at the, I mean, West, what Westland was talking about, Sean, wasn't it? It was like hundreds, hundreds like over a hundred. Yeah, there was like hundreds, over hundred fifty or something. So do yours play in like a league or? Yeah, there's there's leagues all the way. Through from the lower ages right through to 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 the under sixteens and um, there's like a, a lass who's been training with our boys on a Monday night, isn't she, Maya? Uh, you maybe saw it on the Facebook. I've probably she, seen it on Facebook. Yeah, she she's gone to 
Was it? She went to Preston or Morecambe. She trained me. She trained with Preston, and then she signed at Morecambe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's playing in and around their first team now. But yeah, what a, what a joy she was to have at training. I mean, even oh, even though she was training with the boys, a standard. She applied herself in, always looking for the ball. You know, she was training with under sixteen boys and 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 oh, whatever it was. Um, and and she would get stuck in, and it was brilliant to see. Um, so when she kind of heard. We heard she she got the offer. It was brilliant, and even her younger sister is now trading the R under 11s, under 12s. Esme, she's a really good player as well. Yeah, um, it was just May's attitude. It was, was May's attitude, wasn't it? It was May's attitude. I found yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, like she was, she wanted to come and learn. You find I, I find sometimes about with our boys, it's just like sometimes you feel like you're just there to have a bit of fun and and just to yeah. You know, or it's training, or don't take it as seriously as, as what we would like them to. Yeah. She kind of sets the standard, and then when you see where she's gone on to, you're like, just proves to everyone else. Really. Yeah. Pardon? It can prove to everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was like that's what what Sean was. I think what Sean was alluding to is it was a joy because she would like you always look for, try and look for somebody in in training to set your standard. And I've always found it was always it was always Maya, always Maya. Yeah. What you were saying, Sean, from as soon as you walked in, we always say, as soon as you know, like we're not we're not strict in any, in that kind of any sense whatsoever. We want them to come and enjoy it, but we want them to do it from a platform of like from a learning perspective. So it's like when you go back to your school and all that kind of stuff, like enjoy it, listen to what we're saying, and then go and express yourself and train how you would train or whatever, and be the best you can yeah. be. And she always sets that standard for me, whether it's be whether it be ball work, manipulation, sprinting, you know, uh, agility work, anything you would do, she did everything to the best of her ability all no, the time. No, she's. She, I remember the first time she came. I know we just focus on May, but that's more because she she's just training with with the boys, wasn't she? But we were doing that. So when we came out of the first lockdown, we had to do the socially distanced sessions, didn't we? So it's like yeah. five more kids. Individual. Yeah, five kids to one coach, I think it was, and there was one person. Uh, in a brother brother's age who, who who didn't turn up and she was stood there and says just if you want to come and join in she's like is that all right I said, of course it is <laughs> and she won she won every race she won every yeah. one without the ball with the ball you know um and it was kind of right from the word go um but yeah just just brilliant how she how she applied herself and and deserves that that chance and i mean it's even filtered down that must be kind of inspiring for the other girls at hours, would you think, Tom, or that? Because um, we've had, we, we went and played Blackpool, didn't we? After only a couple of weeks, a month or so, I've been running, mm. uh, played their academy and lost one nil or something. And yeah, we did, we did really well. They did do really well, to be fair, because a lot for a lot of these girls now at this age, it's, it's their first, it was their first game. They've never played any kind of minutes or anything like that. And it's just like their introduction into football, which is great for us, like providing them with their first trainings or their yeah. first games. And to see where they were to where they are now, yeah, is is brilliant. Do you know what I mean? Like the understanding of the game, you know, the, the technical side of it, um, how they apply themselves in training, like we say. Um, but we were kind of, um, but we didn't when we first started up. We didn't go. We weren't going to go near the girls' kind of side of it. We were Sean. We were just going to go. Well, we just wanted it to be open to everyone. Yeah, and it kind of just went down that path, didn't it? Um, yeah, we saw how good the. We saw how good the players who came, like individually, like you say, like Millie, um, 
who's just down with Preston, aren't she? That they, they were coming in, but they were like Tom said, they were, the, they were the only girl in that age. So yeah. then it was something. As soon as we, you know, we thought they'd even thrive even more if it was just a girl, girls' environment. Um, and I think we got kind of 35, 40 girls now, aren't we? Across the um, across yeah. the. So we got, got a team in every age group. Uh, no, not. Not really. We we don't we don't play in a league as such. We kind of work alongside the junior setup, so they'll come and they'll train with yeah. us. We'll organise matches against other local teams or academies, and then they can go back to their junior side and um and do it that way, and just kind of as it is. We've got a couple of girls who who have gone on to to play for you know a couple at Blackburn and ones. Liverpool and uh, and Preston, which is great to see, um, really good to see. Um, so yeah, that's that's what it's about. Really, it's giving that extra extra bit of training. Uh, but you're right, Tommy. It wasn't something where we went. It's it's for boys, for girls. It it was kind of the open platform and yeah, go from yeah. there. But that was as soon as we 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 got kind of the three, four, five girls coming through. That was the the next thing, uh, and then obviously we got it all set up and then lockdown happened and it, it yeah. delayed it by uh <laughs> helpful isn't it no i think it was was it matt was, was the lockdown march was it march Something yeah like march that. was the original one yeah and then we set the it was girls. literally it was literally the we locked down on like the thursday or something and the open day was on the Saturday. yeah yeah and then when we came back we had to do the social distance training and stuff and then people were just like oh is the girls going to get going again and or are you going to start it up yeah um, yeah, like Sean said before, it's just been met really well, and the girls are great, aren't they? The girls really are, really are good. Um, it's my favorite. I mean, I always say this, but it's always it's my favorite session. It's my favorite session of the week because they're just engaging, just listening, and they want to learn. Yeah, that's, that's that's it. If they're willing to learn and they've got the right attitude, then you're winning, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. You exactly. Have you found it like obviously when you're training with the girls and when you were coming up through Sunderland? Did you find the sessions easier with just with girls, or or was there not much difference? I think I think when I, I think when I was younger, um, the I probably when I first started going maybe at like eleven, twelve, um, I thought God, like some of these players are good, and then as you started like getting older, then because when I was fifteen, that's when I went into like the reserves. And then I think I played for the reserves for a couple of months and then they were like, right, you're coming down to um, Birmingham away. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like 15. You're like, yeah, all right then. And you just, you just at that at that time, you just don't really realise how like big a thing it is. You're just going to go and play a nine-minute game of football. Um, but yeah, the, like the quality in training obviously did has got a lot better. Uh, and especially when like you've got people doing it like full-time, uh, you, when you're training every day, you can work on different aspects and um, not just gameplay, but technical stuff and obviously fitness. Um, yeah. But yeah, I do think like the standard of training has got better and that probably shows like in, in the leagues as well. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask actually, so you, so you, when you went to Sunderland and you got picked up 11, 12, you kind of with them right through to the premiership almost. That yeah. So at that, so at that point when, um, when I was like 11, 12, you, you played for like the centre of excellence, but it was kind of like you guys, you only trained with them. Yeah. Um, so then you played for like another team on a weekend. Um, yeah. But it was just kind of lucky enough that um, at the, the centre of excellence, there was 
a then team on a weekend, which was called Sunderland 24-7, yeah. um, which had girls from the Centre of Excellence that would play on it, like the Sunday team. Um, and we would play in a, to start with, we played in an all boys league, but we were a girls team. Yeah. Yeah. I so think that's still quite week- common, isn't it? I think. Um, I don't. Uh, yeah, it is because some of our some of our centre of excellence um, at Durham, or um, yeah, the RTC, some of those still play in boys leagues, but as a girls team. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think at the t- at the time it was quite funny because you turn up and the lads be like, oh, girls, and then you go and smash them, and <laughs> yeah. then they'd be like, oh my god. But at that point, we had there was like Jordan Nobbs who plays Arsenal, Demi Stokes who now plays for Man City. We were yeah. all in the same team, so yeah. you can imagine how good it was. Yeah. Uh, and we, we carried on that when we were like 12, 13, 14. And at that point, uh, when I was 14, you could go and play for like the seniors. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, at that point, I didn't get selected, but like two or three of my other friends did. And I thought, well, like, what's wrong? Like, I think I'm as good as them. Like, why am I not getting selected? So I played, I stayed at the centre for another year and played for the, like, a Sunday team. And then I got selected when I was 15 to go into the reserves. 14 then, is young, isn't it? To, yeah. I was just going to say that. It's, it's, I was going to say that. To go into, to adult football, it's 14 years old. Yeah. That's a big, that's a big step, isn't it? It's a big step. Um, so then when I was 15 and I was, well, I'm still quite short now, but obviously you just, <laughs> you just, you just, you, you're not, you're not immature, but you have like no, ex, you're inexperienced, should we say. Um, and then you, then like my first game was Birmingham away and I went and sat on the bench. And then second, second game um, that I was called up for was Chelsea at home. And we got beat 4-0. And I think I went on left wing for the last 20 minutes Ellen White banged in a hat-trick for them, but I was like, I've just literally played like the top yeah. senior women's football in England. And you just don't think it's a, I don't know, it just doesn't seem um, like when you're playing, you're just like going for a kick around. It doesn't seem that, oh, yeah. right, this is a massive achievement and I'm going to like hopefully go on to achieve great things. You just think at that time, oh, I'm just playing football. Yeah. Well, obviously we're, we're uh, related and now it was, it was something where we were, really proud to hear it was like my mum obviously I think she still uh, messages you all the time now I'll I'll text Abby Um, but yeah to to something and and then and then it started going where like the odd game would be on telly and it was kind of we were we were seeing your career kind of you know it it, you're saying it didn't seem like a big deal at the time but it was brilliant for us as family and I'm, I'm sure it's the same in a lot of people's same situation. It was um, it was good, and then and then you'd look at the likes of the team sheets you were playing against. And I was like, oh, they play for England. They they play. Yeah, for- <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it was because when I first started, so then there was the likes of uh, Jill Scott was playing, Steph Horton was playing, and then throughout the years there was Demi Stokes, Jordan Nobbs, Lucy Bronze, and they're all like like players that play for England now and have got fifty plus hundred yeah, yeah. plus caps. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the age. Um, where people obviously started improving and started to become better. Some people went off to America to uni and then came back. Some people stayed in England and then went to different teams. Um, but we were in Sunderland at that point. We were in like the Premiership. Yeah. 
um, and that was the top division in England. So we were there for um, two, three years and then created the Women's Super League. Yeah. And that was all to do with, um, yeah, I think you had to put a bid uh, to try and get into there. And Sunderland were unsuccessful. And at that point, that's where all the players kind of filtered off and went yeah. to various teams because obviously they wanted to play at the top division uh, instead of obviously the Premier League. Um, so as a, as a club, we won that three years in a row. Yeah. Um, and eventually, then they decided that they would have a Super League 2. Um, and then the first season that we were in Super League 2, we won it. And then that's when we got promoted into the Super League. Yeah. Um, and I, I remember our first game was Liverpool away. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's live on BT Sport. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just crazy. We're watching it. <laughs> yeah, we won 2-1. We, we, we yeah. Yeah. Um, um, who was yeah. the striker playing for you? Beth. Yeah, uh, Beth Mead. Beth Mead, yeah. She's 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 a local lass. She's, well, she's from Whitby, so she's not too far away, but obviously she's yeah. smashing it up for Arsenal in England. Yeah, now. she's doing well. She's doing well. She's a close friend of yours as well, isn't she? I see on your, your mates with her. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, yeah. I'm very I'm good friends with Beth, yeah. Yeah. Did you oh, tell everyone you're on Sky, uh, on BT or not? I think well, my mum did. I, I told... I told <laughs> That brings a lot of pressure, that doesn't it? When you know everyone's watching at home. <laughs> I'm just not one of these. I'm just not one of these people who like. I, I, one thing I hate is when I don't know, I'm out with my grand or mum, and they're like, "Oh, like she plays football, you know." And I just yeah. hate it. I hate oh. people talk. Like I hate people like talking about it. And um, so I didn't really tell many people. But at that point, I was at school, and I think all the other teachers were telling the kids, "Oh, Miss Long's on BT Sport tonight. You watch it." <laughs> um, but it was it was just a good thing we won because the next day was the next day was all right at school. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can't you can't hide when it's on the TV, can you? Because no. there's everyone everyone's there watching and you just not you just like oh. And, and and I think I probably had the best game ever, which was even better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Did you think that held you, held, you back, held you back a bit, Abs? Like the the only playing part time and, and obviously with a career as a teacher, or, or was it something? Obviously, you went um, into full time a little I bit think, later. I think to I think to start with, um, probably not because uh, like the first season we had in the Super League, we finished fourth. Don't ask me how, but uh, we were obviously new into that league, and we were just such a close knit team that even yeah, Arsenal away, yeah, we'll give it a go. We beat Chelsea at home four one, and yeah. it was just like we were getting results against these big, big like full time professional teams. And there was us, little old Sunderland, majority were local girls for that first season. Um, and it was just literally hard work that got us to where we were. Um, and then the second season uh, that we're in there, I think everyone kind of knew what our game was. Uh, and then I, I think we just managed to uh, stay up because I think we finished second bottom. Uh, but yeah, it was just, it, it was just good to see that um, in the second in the second season that we were there, some of the girls went full time, and I think at that point I thought there might have been a gap between the full timers in the team and the part timers, um, but there actually wasn't, and I was quite surprised at like how good like our fitness levels were, considering mm. they were like training every day, and I was getting up at seven o'clock, going to school, having a fixture at school for my girls' football team, and then bombing to training. Like my days were very long, but I just we kind of I don't know somehow we managed to just keep up with them. Class, like it's hard, like you say, hard work, isn't it? it yeah, uh, it account it accounts for a lot. I mean, I remember when I was when I first started out, we were, I was part time, 
And I was, I was some days I, I would work in a green, I'd work at booths and I'd get start at seven in the morning and I'd finish at seven o'clock on a Friday night. And then I'd get up at six o'clock in the morning, go back to work, finish at 12 o'clock and then go and play at, you know, at three o'clock on a, on a Saturday afternoon. And just got on with it. You just get on with it, don't you? You do. You just you just do it. The worst the worst ones when I remember we had Chelsea away on a Wednesday night, so I had to take the Wednesday off school, and then on the Thursday morning I flew back to Newcastle, and then I was straight in the car, straight to school. Like oh, it's oh. you just don't know. Like it's and then even even now when we qualified in at the next round of the, like the Continental Cup and. It could be a midweek fixture, but all our team now like work. So we could be playing someone down London midweek on a Wednesday, Thursday night. And it's like, oh, hold on, I've got to get up for like work in the morning. Yeah. So that's that, that's the, the, the two sides of it, isn't it? That's the that's the side to not being full time, I suppose. But that's yeah, it, that's it's, weird. it's 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 weird how you just kind of you just I don't know if you get into like a certain zone and you just do it. Because the season, the season that I went to Holland, where I was full time and literally just trained every day, um, and would cycle around in the afternoon, you, I didn't feel I didn't feel any like fitter, or I didn't feel like mm, well, and I, I, like I was as, I, I did feel fit, but then you trained every day, so then you were like getting tired because you were like training loads. Yeah. Whereas, and was it and, and what was the training like? Was it was it um, was it four or five times a week, and then you game? Yeah, it? so we literally, we literally had I think uh, from memory, it, well, games were on a Friday night, um, and you didn't do any overnight stays or anything because anywhere you played was within two hours because Holland's quite a small country. Mm. Um, so we would do like we would lift on a Monday, then we would train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday would be like game prep, Friday night would be a game. And then Saturday morning was recovery, and then you'd have Sunday off. Right. And it was it like don't get me wrong, it was like a good, great, like a, an enjoyable lifestyle. But I did it for a year, and and like once you've trained for your morning, then because I'm not used to it, what else do you do? Yeah. Do you yeah. Do? <laughs> did did uh, that was Box did sets. you know it was just going to be a year abs? As in, did you? Um. So at, at that point, um. And at that point, Sunderland were hassling me to stay, but I knew some of the girls were leaving elsewhere. And I just thought, no, like, you, you, you're not getting any younger. You need to go and play full-time, wherever that is. Um, so yeah. I kind of put my name out there and got a few offers from various teams. But I thought, well, I think I want to go and play abroad because quite a few of my friends um, had played in Iceland. Because uh, yeah. their league's like a summer, what would be our summer. Um, yeah. Like when I was at uni, um, quite a few of the girls went and played in Iceland, but at that time it didn't really bother me. Um, but I thought, well, all of, all of them lot seem to enjoy playing abroad, so I'm going to give it a go. And I even got an offer from a team in Australia. I was just about to thought, say, I'm sure uh, you got I offered thought, in Australia. Yeah, then I thought, hmm. Not sure if uh, one David would like that, and two, I'm literally the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, but so I didn't basically, I didn't have it was a bit of a gamble because I didn't have a um, a solid offer, and I went to see the head teacher and said I'm like I want to take my sabbatical, and she was like, yeah, you can have your your year out, that's fine. Um, so it was only in the summer holidays that I went for a trial in Holland, uh, and they were like, oh, we want like we want you to stay. 
Um, and I said, right, I need to think about it. So I came home and I was like, well, I've got nothing to lose. Might as well go for it. So yeah, I went for it. And it was honestly one of the best seasons, like, like the most enjoyable season I think I've had in football. It shows abs because you scored five goals. And <laughs> that is unheard of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's because I was allowed to go up for corners. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. No, it was it was just it was just completely different. I think the lifestyle over there is uh, a lot more relaxed. Um and the football was very technical. And I know yeah. you see me playing and I'm like the least technical player on the pitch. <laughs> but I think they just liked having someone with a completely different like mentality and a yeah. completely different style of play. Yeah. Um because they'd never come up with someone who would put in a, a hard tackle or they'd be sprinting sprinting down the pitch on the 95th minute or their, yeah. their game is very very technical um, and the team that I went to had, had struggled previously because um, in the in the Dutch um, in the Dutch league you play everyone twice and then you get to uh, gets to February and then they split it off into like the top five and the bottom four and they'd yeah. never ever finished in the top five um, and I think by February we were third. Um, and then you go into like the championship pool um, and then we played in that and I think we f- I f- we finished fourth overall and it was like their best ever season. Yeah. So that that was um, PEC, how do, you, how do you pronounce it, Zwell? Uh, Peck, Peck Zwoller. Wow. So Zwoller is the city and uh, yeah, the team's called Peck, Peck right. Zwoller. So was there more, oh. was there a few other internationals or were they mostly all... all... From local. Um, so I, when when I first went, uh, there was only me. Um, that was there, scary. It was like, yeah, it was scary. Yeah. And I literally I remember arriving on the Friday night, uh, and like a host, uh, well, the host family picked me up from the airport, and uh, that Saturday morning we were going to Germany for a week's pre-season camp. Yeah. And I remember stepping on the bus. And there's me, like, introducing myself to everyone. And they were saying these names. And I was like, I am not going to remember <laughs> any of your names. Like, and all I could remember was one was called Rebecca. And that was yeah. it. And I was like, they're not, obviously, in, they're all Dutch names. And yeah. I was like, God, I'm not, I'm going to struggle here. Um, but luckily, some of the, well, a couple of the girls were, like, fluent in English. English, English and the um, majority of them could speak, like, broken yeah. English. Uh, and I learnt a little bit of Dutch, and yeah, it was. I, I loved it. You'd just go along and give them nicknames like <laughs> Sandra, Lucy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just call just call them by the first initial. That was all right. <laughs> but it was weird because when you were playing, like, yeah, I learnt a few Dutch words. But when you're playing, the first thing that comes comes out is like man on or time or left right, and yeah. then they're looking at you thinking, I have no idea what you're saying there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's more hand signals, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Over there. <laughs> but you, you knew the Dutch words, but when you were playing, you, you don't have time for it to translate it in your head, so you just shout it out in English in the yeah. most broad Yorkshire, and they're like, I don't know what you're asking me to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Yorkshire yeah. takes a bit of understanding at the best of times, never mind. Exactly. <laughs> so, so, did you get offers to stay there, or did you know you were always coming back? And um, I, did, uh, I did get offers to stay there. Um, I mean, just from I did, that team, or did you get others within the league? Uh, well, just from that, just from that team. I mean, I feel like I could have probably put my name out there because I, I had a very good season. Yeah. Um, but I just 
one obviously my job was kind of here for me if I came back yeah. uh, and two um, having a house and a boyfriend I didn't think it was the best thing to do stay away for another year yeah yeah oh good so you came back to come back to Sunderland was that all always- no so I so I, no, so I came back um, and that was when at that time they'd done like a reshuffle with the Super League and Super League 2 or should I say it's now the Super League and the Women's Championship right Um they done a bit of a reshuffle and teams had to bid again to be in each division. Um, and, I'd, and I knew Sunderland were interested and I knew Durham were interested because uh, I've cut them like ex-teammates and cut them my best friends play for Durham. Um, and we we're just kind of waiting to see where like teams would be. Um, and sadly, Sunderland got put in like the third tier right. um, where Durham got put into the Women's Championship. Is that money orientated, Abs? Was that like the bidding or was it on your venues and training uh, facilities? And I'd all say, that? I would say it's probably a mixture. Yeah. Um, but it hasn't it hasn't been the first time that Sunderland obviously haven't had like bids successful. Yeah. Um, I didn't. But but yeah, it's it is crazy. Um because they were talking about that they could potentially like obviously go back into the top division. Well, they were in the top division. Yeah, but then they got moved down to tier three. Yeah, it's um, bizarre, so isn't it? It it is bizarre, um, but I just knew I just knew I was still capable of playing. Well, yeah, definitely championship, if not higher. But um, at that time, I, I thought, yeah, you've still got your job. You can, you can't fully commit to like full time, so we'll give it a go in the championship. We've won it once, so let's see if we can win it again. Yeah. And you're doing and you're doing well still there, still at Durham, aren't you? And well, apart from yeah, obviously having so, your knee operation last week. Yeah, so this is this is my third season there now. Um first season we were touch and go for promotion and two teams got promoted. Um and we finished fourth that season, but we were literally in the running until the last three games. Uh, and then Man United and Spurs ended up getting promoted which we'd, bought, we'd beaten both that season, which was a bit disappointing. Um, and then last season, again, we were, I think we finished third on the points per game, but we were at touch and go between uh, Aston Villa, Sheffield United and us. Um, but obviously we didn't, we probably played, what, two thirds of the season um, and it yeah. finished on points per game. Uh, so this season started fresh, uh, yeah, and was ready to go. Uh, Liverpool got uh, relegated into our division um, and that was our first game, which was a bit, which was a bit feisty because two of our best friends play for Liverpool now, so uh, <laughs> it was interesting. Um, but yeah, so we, we luckily, luckily got a point in that game, uh, and yeah, like I said, uh, we're top of the league at the minute, so long may it continue. So that would then say you get promoted, which hopefully you do. You be in the, you be in the Super League. Um, yeah. And have you still? Is that, is that the aim for yourself? I mean, how. You obviously had this knee operation, but you still want to keep on playing. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, strangely enough, my first injury. Um, yeah. But yeah, I had surgery, I think I'm two weeks post-surgery now. So um, hopefully be back January, February. And yeah, let, let's get this league one and finish. Got a finished career in the top division, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you're only, what, you're 29-ish? 20, yeah, 30, 30 in May. 30 in May. Um, hopefully we can party. Yeah. Yeah. I, to be honest, I feel like I don't. I, I feel I don't know. Like this, this obviously this season's been affected, but 
I feel like I'm actually getting fitter and better. Yeah. Like uh, last just... season, last last season, I think I played every single game, and it's probably the fittest I've ever felt. Yeah. I don't I, know if I, I found that. I found that when I was playing. The the, the more I got, I, I don't know whether it was more. I was more acutely aware that I was maybe potentially coming to the end of my like my final chapter of football. So I took things a little bit more seriously, like how I look after myself away from yeah. the, you know my diet, um, you know what what food I was eating, time I was got to bed, the recovery, the stretching, all the foam rollering. But that's all. That's kind of all progressed as well, hasn't it? The sports science side of it, yeah. off the pitch, how you look after yourself. You, yeah, yeah massively. I mean, I wouldn't even have known what SNC was 10 years no. ago. It just wasn't a thing. Where no. now that's probably more important um, than, prob- than probably actually football training. Yeah. You've yeah. got, like over pre-season, you hammer the gym that much that you become so robust that you can, that allows you to then obviously do your, your training on the, on the pitch. Yeah, well, I, we've I, got... Um, Sorry, I, I was going to say we, with myself, I found I understood the game a, bot, a, a bit more. When I was younger, it was more got to make an impact or or whatever, whereas I feel like I played or playing my better football the older I'm getting. So whether it's experience, whether it's, you know, you manage games more, but 100% at 29, you know, hopefully you've got a good few years left in you, Abs. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. I just, absolutely. I, just, I just feel like, especially over the last few seasons, and especially since I've been to like Holland, yeah. you just, you, yeah, you are more experienced, but you just, you just want to help other people. Yeah, Where when I was definitely. probably younger, yeah, playing when I was 15, 16, I wouldn't even see anything because the girls were 30 and I probably would, not, weren't scared of them, but obviously you're young, you've got a place in the team. Then yeah. when you start to mature and obviously, get older um, especially playing at like university you're probably one of the better players on the pitch so why not take that like captaincy kind of role and try and encourage and motivate your team and I think especially over like the last three four years that's what I feel like I've probably done the most yeah cool yeah. cool I, was I, think ask- that's what, I think that's what we've, Sorry, we've we've tried to introduce all that you know um some Q stuff and the you know all that kind of stuff to our girls and and now our girls of like seven eight nine are now starting to do that. Yeah, and I know for a fact if I'd have done that when I was when I was younger, it would have definitely you know helped me most definitely. Just being able yeah. to move your body in them directions, you know, it's not it's not just about running up and down yeah. side to side. You've got you can your body can go in all sorts of different directions and and you can load different joints and all that kind of stuff. So all the stuff that we we have Lindsay, don't we, who comes down and helps out. Yeah. Um, it's like does half these... an hour, isn't it? So yeah, it's about yeah. twenty minutes to start of the session. Now we probably wouldn't even have dreamt of doing anything like that. You know, I know I wouldn't. I'm forty years old now. When I was starting twenty years ago, we we jog around a pitch twice. You do a static stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You do a static stretch and then you get straight into it. Where now you do a pre you do a warm you do a pre warm up then you do a warm up yeah. and then you might do some passing and that and then you get into it it's 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 just mad how it's evolved yeah and yeah. I think I think obviously the science behind it as well because you see now you see uh, Premiership teams doing the warm up then they'll get the little mini bands out and they'll be doing all the great yeah. activation work and yeah. obviously seeing people do, do like high high paid professionals doing it and you think oh it must be important and then obviously all the science uh, science behind it. 
um, yeah, I think I think it's a very like a very good thing to get the kids in at a younger age starting it because you, you're getting their bodies ready for um, obviously all the, the amount of training and games that are gonna they're gonna have. Whereas when we were kids, you just used to go and play, and that was it. And you yeah. sometimes might even play ninety minutes on Saturday, and then you turn up and play ninety minutes on Sunday. Yeah. So how how do you factor in? How do you factor in when when you were back fit? How do you factor that into your week? Do you have? Would it be? Would you go to the gym in the morning before you went to school, or would you go afterwards? On, so, on off? Um, what would you, how would your, so at, your week? At training now, um, Monday nights, um, like a recovery normally would be a recovery session, but since like COVID, etc., it's been like a Zoom recovery uh, recovery session. Um, so your stretches and foam roll and stuff like that. If we played, if not, it's more of a, like a conditioning session. Yeah. Um, and Tuesday is SNC and football. Uh, Wednesday we just football train and then on a Thursday um, we do weight like S and C weights uh, and then pitch session as well. So it's full so on, have, isn't it? Full on. Yeah. So we have so we have like two S and C sessions a week, three pitch sessions, and then obviously um, a game on a Sunday. Whether whether you're home uh, or away, and then obviously generally when we're away, it's an overnight stay because. <laughs> Most of the games are that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think every I think every single away game we have this season is overnight stay. David, are we getting boys round? <laughs> hey, he hasn't got PlayStation rigged up yet. Is it not? Is it not? I was going to ask you. I was about the. It was a difficult time in your career when uh, with a. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> no, you can. You can. Is are we all right to talk about it? The, yeah, yeah. So Kelly Smith, obviously, who's England's, you know, top player, wasn't she? Arsenal and, and stuff. You were playing against her and there was a tackle. Uh, you can maybe explain it better. And then she basically wanted to sue you for the tackle. Is that... Yeah, she, she wrote a nice little blog. She wrote a lovely blog about me. Yeah, so, no, so obviously that was. It was. It, it was. Um, I think was it. Was it the? I think it might have been the second season we were in the Super League, um, and we were playing Arsenal away, and we were we were actually well, we were defending for our lives, but it was still nil, still nil nil on about seventy five minutes. So I think I think they brought her on. Yeah. Um, and the ball got played through to her. Yeah, and she was in the box, and you've got like the ball was there to be won, so I obviously went for the ball. Uh, yeah, missed time the challenge. Um, yeah, brought it down. Penalty, red card, whatever. Um, so I, I exit, I exited the pitch, and obviously they got a penalty. So I was watching, um, watching the penalty being taken in the tunnel, um, and then I didn't even, even realise at this point that she um, like got stretched off because she she kind of hopped off to the side of the pitch. So I didn't actually know like how how badly injured she was. Um, and then she came past me in the tunnel and I shook her hand and said, sorry, I hope you're all right. All was fine. And we lost the game 4-0, I think. Uh, so I didn't really help my teammates out there for the last 15 minutes of the game. Uh, and then, yeah, obviously a little bit gutted that I got sent off. Um, I hope she was all right. And I think as a club, um, we, sent, we sent flowers and um, after we knew how serious her injury was. And I'd even asked like Jordan Nobbs at the time, just like said, said Obviously, send her my wishes. Hope she's okay, because um, she she was playing for Arsenal at the time. Um, and yeah, and it was about a few days later. It all just 
I was at I was at school one afternoon and I just didn't look at my phone but um and it got to about two o'clock and I must have had like 50 some missed calls like Twitter was going crazy like Facebook like BBC Sport everything um it just literally blew up one afternoon um where she'd her opinion um yeah she'd wrote a blog and basically said it was a mil- she was going on the grounds it, it was a malicious tackle yeah. and so, it was almost like you tried to end a career or something wasn't it along them lines which I've seen you play numerous times and and, and I don't know back you up with my cousin but it's it, it's like you you're a physical player aren't you you know what I mean you if you see a ball to be won you you win it you're a, a, like as a as the cliche goes like an old-fashioned defender um, yeah. of, 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 of solid and and even I was watching the, the tackle and and it was like I, I might be by I didn't think it was that bad. I know it was yeah. kind of. I think obviously you, you go with the, the, all the intention to get the ball. You never, you don't play football to go and injure someone. You come, yeah. you play a completely mm. different sport. But yeah. it's one of those where, like, well, like VAR, when you slow it down, it does look worse than it is. Yeah. Um, and I think she got to the point in her career where I think she'd had so many injuries um, that this one probably just pushed her over the edge, and uh, yeah. I, I felt the wrath of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there have been people in her ear as well. What I mean, it's like it, it is what it, it, it's difficult, obviously, because it fell on your shoulders or whatever. But you know, if you've got a clear conscience, there's absolutely nothing to worry about. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, well, that was it. And I had, I had like this chairman, chairwoman of Sunderland ringing and saying like, "Do not respond." And I'm like, honestly, like if she, she can write that if she wants. It doesn't actually really bother me. I'm going to be playing next. Well, I'll serve you one match, man, and then I'll be playing. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah just, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. one. It's one of. It's one of them. You get like I've had. An, I've had a couple of injuries. Your friends have had injuries. You might even injure someone in training. It's just part and parcel of football. It's never intent. If, when you've got when you're no. playing a when you're playing a contact sport, I mean, you could fall over a hundred times, and then you could be walking down the street and you trip off curb and hurt your ankle. Yeah, it's just one of them things. It's just all about the moment, isn't it? It's all yeah. about a, the the right force being applied at the at the wrong time or the wrong angle. And it only has to be a degree of someone's leg or anything like that. And but yeah, I mean, you, you see some tackles where you go, yeah, they've kind of meant to leave one on them there. But you know, like you say, you're winning the ball, you're trying to win the ball, you're defending for your team, and it's just one of them. Yeah. Things, well, even, so. even even now, obviously, we when I fractured my ankle, it was a, it was a bad tackle, but it wasn't something where I go, I was waiting to just put the ball in. The guy couldn't get to the ball. He kind of took yeah. the other foot out. It, now he wouldn't. No, he was about to break my ankle or whatever. Yeah, he saved the goal in the end. Um, but I don't think of it as a as a as a bad thing. Oh my God, wait till I play him next time or anything like that. Yeah. It's, it's football. It it happens. Um, Just if yeah, it's 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 one of them. And I mean, I'd like to say it's probably made me a better and stronger person. But at the, at the time, yeah, it, it affected me a little bit as a person. But it didn't really affect me on the pitch because I was just like wanting to prove people wrong. That is not who I am. And People that know me personally know know, know exactly who I am. Yeah, and that's all. That, and that's all that matters. Yeah. yeah. Friends and family and people out their opinion matters more than, you know, a family yeah. Twitter. Didn't didn't did, did do myself any favors though, because next time I played Arsenal, I got sent off as well. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> Overnight to get sent off. Eh? <laughs> yeah, it was. It wasn't really great the next season when we played Arsenal, and I got sent off and had to walk the whole length of the pitch to the t- to the tunnels. Uh, <laughs> it's actually no worse feeling, is it, when you get sent no. off? No, 
Do you know what I say? I was like, never been. It's just like you just feel like everyone's. Well, yeah, that's why you didn't score either when you got your ankle. <laughs> well, true, yeah, not, <laughs> not tough enough. There's just no worse fit. You just feel like everyone's watching you, and the, yeah. I think and the two feel, times I got, you just so you can't do it, can you? You just like you just feel you just feel you just feel like you've let your team down. That's it. You and do, that's yeah. Luckily for me though, the two times I think I got sent off, we we still won both games. Luckily that's, for me, that's telling yeah. you something, Gary. That the better we are. Yeah, there. well, obviously, I, yeah, obviously, I was a, obviously <laughs> I was a passenger. <laughs> Obviously, I was a passenger, wasn't I? <laughs> but yeah, there is no worse, especially when you're sat in the change rooms and you're like, you can hear everything. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, just waiting for the manager to walk in because you're like, yeah, oh, I'm going to get let, both let's, just, let's, just say, let's just say I've matured. Don't think I've, got, <laughs> I don't think I've had a red card in the last four seasons. Uh, do you know what? You're probably cursing yourself. Just as I was, after I said I'd not been sent off, I'm thinking I can see one, <laughs> see one coming down. But well, we can revisit this when you both <laughs> yeah. get in and say, you guys said you weren't going to get sent off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm all right. I'm must, retired. I can't get sent must off. Be a, must, must be a family thing. It, yeah. It must be yeah. a gardener thing. Gardener uh, thing. Well, we're going to... It's class, hearing about your career. Absolutely class. We've got a couple of questions that we we we, uh, we ask everyone who, who comes on, Abs, which is yeah. um, best play you've played with and best play you've played against. Um, best player I've played with, um, going to have to say, I'm going to give you two, going to say Jordan Nobbs, um, obviously played with her when I was like younger, younger, and then played with her for a couple of seasons at Sunderland before she went to Arsenal. She was just another level. Yeah. Um, obviously, she's gone on to achieve massive things, England and Arsenal, um, and she's had quite a few serious injuries, and it just proves what type of like player she is um, to obviously get back to those standards after those injuries. Um, and then I'll have to say Beth Mead. That first season we had in the uh, Super League, she got, uh, got the golden boot. And obviously we finished fourth and it, I think the whole team just revolved around her. It was get the bottom meadow, she'll bank two or three in and we'll get three points and then we'll go and party. Yeah, it, <laughs> I was really pleased. Obviously, I used to watch the your games and stuff, but I was really pleased for her. You could tell she was a she was a really good player playing in there, but then she was involved with England once she during the last um what was it? Was it the Euros or the World Cup? Yeah. Um, it World Cup it was uh, and she was slightly playing out of position once she was on the right hand side yeah uh, but she was still affecting games and stuff I was really pleased with her and I kind of yeah, kept an eye on how she she's was, gone on uh, uh, at well she's at, she's at her position is number nine yeah. um, then when she went first went to Arsenal she played there for a bit and then they brought in an, an, a Dutch striker so she's kind of been um, playing on the left uh, but I think she's adapted to it well yeah no she's doing she's doing well and who's the best Best against? That's a tough one. Me, me and David were chatting about this before. Right. Um, there's been, been a good few players, but I think the one person that like, I played against and thought, what, like, you are world class, is G from Chelsea. She plays in the number 10 role yeah. um, and she just rules the whole game. Um, I mean, we played him um, last season, was it last season? Um, two or two seasons ago in the quarter-final at FA Cup um, at home, which was great. So they came, massive occasion, uh, and we actually were in the game. We only got beat 1-0, and she was unbelievable, and um, should, should, should we say, so, sold me for their goal. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Class. I've been sent. I've been sent for many pies playing, so don't worry about yeah. it. what happens. In here. Send me for a pint of milk, and I think I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> but the Ooh. likes of likes of it, like ex teammates like Steph Horton and and stuff like that, like it's uh, it's class to see. And the career you've had, um, you should be really proud of yourself. It's 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 brilliant, to, and especially like where you've come from is in a little little town. Obviously, we're not in a city or anything built up like that. Um, yeah. That's it. Little, little, little village where all you do, all you do is have a kick around with your brother and all the, all the yeah. kids on a night, and it's and it's gone from there. Obviously, in a secondary school, and then been lucky enough to obviously get um, get scouted at one of the uh, summer camps. And, um, was obviously great, and yeah, let's hope there's a little bit more to come. Yeah, definitely. I, I've got a question. I've got a question for you. Yeah. What's, uh, what's been a highlight of your career so far? What would you say would be? Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I think, well, this isn't the highlight, but we got we got to the FA Cup final in 2008. Um, and at, at the time, then, well, obviously, it's the biggest game in football, uh, yeah. but now it's played at Wembley. I think we played at, at Pride Park. Um, I was on the bench that day, so I was a little, I was a little bit gutted. Uh, but obviously, looking back, that was a massive achievement. Uh, but I think winning, um, I think winning, like, Super League 2 at the time... The first time asking uh, and getting promoted in uh, the Super League, and from there that first season we had was just it, I, we just couldn't believe it. We kept like getting these results against top teams like Liverpool, Notts County, like beating Chelsea four-one, and like yeah, yeah. I got on the score sheet that day from across, and I was just like it was just it was just unbelievable that whole season. Momentum's um, just a special just a special yeah. group of girls is in your teammates. Yeah, and, so and even, even even now. Like some of the, there's a couple of girls that now put well, ones at Man United, a couple are at Arsenal, ones at Brighton. We still all chat to each other. Um, yeah. And obviously, you're, you're friends off the pitch, but if you end up playing against them, it's uh, it, it's, it's, it's just funny because <laughs> you like playing against one of your, <laughs> couple of your best friends. Who's down at Brighton? Uh, Tori, Tori Williams. All ah, right. I was, on a, I was on one of my coaching courses with a girl called Emily Simkins, is it? Yeah, I think she's well, I think down them, there as well. Because yeah, I think she, I think them two live together because they used to play for uh, Donny Bells. Yes, they did. Yeah, that would be right. That'd be yeah, right. they we um, used to have yeah. as well. They took the mic, you know. They were just like they were they were brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. We're just like no, it's. I think I just think like we would never if we got promoted and you no one would have ever have said like you're gonna finish top four in this in this division. With like City, Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton, you'd be like, no, not a chance. And it was just, yeah, we're just, we're just such a like team family um, that we somehow managed to get there. And that's what it'll be though, won't it? That's what you say. It'd just be like that family, that that family work ethic, like you were saying, that determination, that like yeah. bit of an underdog, you know. Well, a lot of an underdog. Yeah, well, that's that's it. And it's, I think like this season been at Durham we're like we're all part-time and yet yes we do have full-time uh like teams in, in our division uh, and I just think all of us get along with each other we're all mates outside of football we all want to win for each other and I just I just I don't know I have a good feeling but we've a long way to go yet yeah yeah well no, smash, we'll get yourself, smash get the uh, rehab abs and you know, I'm sure you'll be 
Yeah. You'll be so back in no that's time. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. And I'm going to put you on the spot now. Well, that last question. Um, do you have any any words of advice for our for our young aspiring footballers that come along to the academy? Do you have anything that? Um, I would just say just work hard, take on any piece of um, advice that you can, and hard work definitely beats talent. I know I'm not the most talented footballer, I'm not the most skillful footballer, but I will give 100% in every game and I will be running in the 95th minute down the wing and put my body on the line um, and you just got to literally work hard. Great answer. Great answer. Great answer. Superb. Well, thanks. Well, thank you very much for your time, Abby. No worries. Yeah, I'll, no, thank um, you very much. Hopefully I'll, uh... once, once like COVID and that is hopefully over, um, I'll hopefully come over and see a session or something. Yeah. That'd, yeah, be, that'd brilliant. be brilliant. I know the girls would love to love to see, see you down. See, see if I can be, bring any of my uh, friends. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the friends that will know, like me or get me <laughs> Just bring a minibus. Bring a minibus down <laughs> and wheel them out. <laughs> yes, this is my friend. Come on over. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's been brilliant to catch up. Man. Thank you. Brilliant to catch up, Abs, and... Uh, Send my love to, to all the family, mum and dad and Sam yeah, we'll do. And, and David. Um, and we'll we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Spot on. All right. See you later. Enjoy your evening. See you later. Yeah, you too. See you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.